This episode is brought to you by Milano Cookies. Look, sometimes that long Zen yoga class is just not in the cards. So maybe a cookie is. Pepperidge Farm Milano believes you should make some time for yourself once in a while. I know I have a particular space in my sewing room that I like to just take a few minutes every day. I sit there. I think about things. It's kind of like meditation and munching at the same time. You can get that yummy, beautiful cookie flavor. It makes it luxurious and delightful, and I always feel recharged. Milano cookies are truly a treat worthy of your me time. They're delicate and crispy with luxuriously rich chocolate in the middle. You really want to keep these just for you. So remember to save something for yourself with Pepperidge Farm Milano. I just realized that the first letter of every line of this review <laughs> spells help me. <laughs> it seems like everyone's a critic these days, blessing the world with our slightest opinions, all on our own mini platforms. I'm Scott Janovitz. And I'm Greg Conley. We're the hosts of Citizen Critic, a new podcast where we critique the critics and review the reviews of your favorite movies, music, television, toasters, toiletries, and paint colors. Listen to Citizen Critic on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm editor Candace Gibson, joined as always by Josh, curious like a cat clerk. Hey, Candace. Hey, Hi. how are hey. you? Hey. <laughs> so uh, I've been smoking cigarettes dipped in formaldehyde all day, and it's kind of reminded me of my youth. Um, I, back in the uh, 80s, how, how old were you? Were you even sentient in the 80s? Negative six. Oh, I was running around like a wild March hare in the 80s. I was definitely a child of the Cold War. Thankfully, you didn't really have to live through that. It was kind of a weird time, right? There's some great movies that came out of it, like Red Dawn. Did you ever see that? No. Oh, my God, that's a good movie. Ruskies. It's no. a pretty good one, too. War Games. No. And well, they're all very good movies, but they kind of created a, a mentality in me, my impressionable young formaldehyde adult brain, um, of, <laughs> of uh, a fear. Everybody was just kind of afraid during the Cold War. And I remember my earliest experience at a concert. Well, one of them, it was a Howard Jones show at Pine Knob. Great place to see a show, outdoor amphitheater in Michigan. Um, and I started crying. And my older sister looked over at me like, what's wrong with you? And I told her I was afraid that the Russians were going to hear us and nuke us. So um, that was kind of the, the prevailing mentality. I don't know if everybody cried at Howard Jones shows, but I definitely wasn't just totally off the chart. So as I get older, I start to uh, look into this whole thing. You know, the Cold War, it's a pretty interesting uh, experience. Um, and I found that we had enough nuclear capability uh, at one time for either side to wipe one another off the, the face of the earth. Was I right to cry at this Howard Jones show? Was this fact or fiction? Scarily enough, that's actually fact. And as we know, the Cold War was a war of threats. It was sort of abstract as far as war goes. There weren't weapons being fired. And it sort of blossomed out of tensions between the ideologies of capitalism, the U.S., and communism, the USSR, the Soviet Union. 
And both nations were stockpiling nuclear weapons. Um, the United States developed the atom bomb, and then Russia responded with the hydrogen bomb. <laughs> and then back and forth, it was very much a tit-for-tat nuclear proliferation sort of thing. So it was like a war of threats, but everybody had the goods to back it up. Yeah, right. yeah, almost like um, capital. And yeah. there was real gold in the safe. You so, know. well, why, why, why are we still here? Why wasn't there that nuclear annihilation that I was so concerned with as, as a youth? That's the kicker. No one ever used these weapons. Right. People understood, yeah, they're really powerful. I could wipe out my enemy, but it's tantamount to suicide firing one because you wipe out yourself too. How you, so? Well, the weapons were strong enough to destroy the world a couple times over. Right. That's how much power was in them. Right. And so the doctrine of mutual assured destruction okay. was formed. Um, acronym MAD. Appropriate, appropriate enough, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and both sides understood that neither side would ever fire one of these weapons, but it was the threat of having them in their arsenals mm-hmm. that gave both nations equal footing. And uh, conventional warfare wasn't used either. There were no guns, no tanks, no bombs, nothing like this fired, because according to the theory of the ladder of escalation, mm-hmm. if there were a smaller shot fired, the next nation would respond with a bigger shot, mm-hmm. and even bigger and bigger and bigger and so forth, until someone pulled out the big gun or the yeah, nuclear war. Yeah, you eventually warhead. arrive at nuclear war. Exactly. Well, thanks for clearing that up for me, Ken. You're I feel a lot better welcome. now, strangely. I know. The Cold War, and I feel a little bit more warm and cozy I can let go of my past. <laughs> if you want to learn even more about the Cold War, you can read What's Mutual Assured Destruction and also our article on how game theory works mm. on HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. We are going to Italy. After the success of last year's trip to Paris, we are planning another similar trip, still with defined destinations, this time to Rome and Florence. Yeah, we are going to spend a week exploring some amazing things. We're going to have city tours of both Rome and Florence. We're going to see the Roman Colosseum, the Vatican Museum, and the Sistine Chapel, St. Peter's Basilica, Vatican City. This is just a tiny fraction of all the stuff we're going to get to do. Yeah, it's May 14th to 21st, 2020. And to get more information, go to defineddestinations.com and scroll down to the Roman Florence trip with Stuff You Missed in History Class. Hey guys, I'm Shane Bacon, and I want to tell you about a new podcast called Get a Grip with Max Home and Shane Bacon. One guy that has probably hit a 350-yard drive, considers himself an athlete mostly because of his unreal papa shot abilities, and has in fact started to show off signs of a tricep forming, is our own Max Home, a PGA Tour winner and fan favorite online. Max and myself turn out new episodes every week to give the fan a unique look at golf and all that comes with it from someone that spends his work weeks on tracks we all dream to play, grinding and out with the best in the world. Listen and follow Get a Grip with Max Soma and Shane Bacon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to podcasts right now.